right, quick show today for you on this Wednesday early afternoon, late morning. What would you consider this time of day, Scott White? Lunchtime. Lunchtime. That works for me. Adam and Scott here. Uh, we got some crazy some honeydew. Packed it in my lunch today. Did you really? No, I didn't. <laughs> I've never, I've never bought honeydew unless it was thrown in with other breakfast fruits. Right. Well established at this point. Well established. Uh, Scott is in Fort Lauderdale. I'm in New York. Going to tell you about our situation with Hurricane Irma in a second. Hey, are you hiring people? If you are hiring, use ZipRecruiter. You can post your job to 100 plus job sites, including Facebook and Twitter. All with a single click. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. Okay, so this might be our last show of the week. It's possible. Because people are evacuating. And the office is almost certainly going to be closed on Friday. I would try to get a guest. I'm anticipating no Scott for Thursday or Friday. I was going to have Chris Towers on, but he is leaving the state. So he can do some work this weekend and help. You know, be a fantasy analyst. Um, Dave and Jamie are up and going to be up in Connecticut this week. Uh, I think Chris is going to Atlanta. So people are going all over the country just to make sure that they can work for CBSSports.com because Hurricane Irma sucks and is going to be a real, it just, we're, you know what? I'm just hoping for the best, but we're, you know, we're making plans to get out. I obviously, you know, live in New York, but New York. yeah, yeah, I will be worried uh, about this. No, I mean, to- you don't have a wife that's 38 weeks pregnant and, uh, you know, trying to survive the hurricane. So, lucky you. I don't. Lucky you, Adam. Yeah. My whole family's coming up here, though, so they're getting out of Dodge. I think Scott White should do the same. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Yeah. You know, it would probably be... To get to get to, to drive to somewhere like Atlanta, the roads are going to be so backed up at this point, and no, like not. that's not good for a pregnant woman. Just either. go now. Just go no. right now. Oh no, no! Get off the show and go. It's not what she wants to do. All right, fair enough. So uh, that being said, let's get to this show quickly because we're pressed for time. There's another podcast that's coming on after us. We got to get out of the podcast room. We don't have that much equipment because some of it's going up to New York. So Tuesday's standouts. Tell the people who they need to add to their rosters based on Tuesday's games. Based on Tuesday's games, I think somebody who we've been sleeping on is Jose Martinez, who homered twice yesterday. That's three and three games uh, to go along with three doubles in those three games. And you just look at his season-long stats. I mean, OPS over 900. And, uh, you know, I would argue – He's more impressive just as a, a a hitter than even a power hitter because he has a line drive rate around 25%, profiles for a high BABIP, um, doesn't have the great strikeout issues. And he was already playing first base regularly with Jed Jerko out. Matt Carpenter had shifted over to third, and now Carpenter, of course, is dealing with his own thing. I suppose it's possible they decide Carpenter can't play third anymore because of his shoulder, and then that bumps Jose Mar. I mean, Jose Martinez, I don't think he can play third, so that might bump him out of the lineup. But otherwise, it looks like he's just going to be the Cardinals' first baseman going forward and is highly available. Uh, interesting pickup this time of year. All right, Jose Martinez is owned in only 4% of leagues. This will be his second straight good week. I guess the question is, like, who do you drop from? Would you rather have Greg Bird or Jose Martinez? I 
I, I think Bird has more upside, but I feel a little more secure with Jose Martinez right now. All right. Yeah, I mean, it's not a terrible call. Bird's struggling a little bit right now. I uh, Garrett Richards, 50% owned. Adam? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll have a waiver wire column up on the late side today because I was making some some hurricane preparations this morning. But uh, there will be a waiver wire up. It'll have Jose Martinez. It'll have Garrett Richards in it. He's in line for two starts next week as much as we can trust that. It's only going to be a six-game week for the Angels, but he's in line to start Tuesday. And even though he, you know, expectedly with all the time he missed uh, with the biceps injury, only 52 pitches yesterday, but he got seven swinging strikes on those 52 pitches, touched 98 miles per hour. And, you know, it's been a couple years since we've seen it because of injuries, but I think he still has, if not quite a upside, not far off, uh, another player who might be worth a gamble with what's hopefully a two-star week. All right, yeah, so that's Garrett Richards, who's now 50% owned. Jake Junis is 52% owned. Garrett Richards is 50% owned. Brandon Woodruff of the Brewers is 24% owned. Who's your favorite? And, and here's the thing. I mean, here's the thing with, with Richards. He does yeah. have two starts tentatively. Houston and Texas. Houston one's scary. I don't know that Texas is that scary. No, not too bad. But, you know, Texas is the one he loses if, if right. the Angels decide to work another pitcher in there as teams are inclined to do this time of year. Uh, I mean, so what were the choices again? Woodruff, Junis, or Richards? Uh-huh. Hey, what? Let's throw Giolito in there. Oh, man. Let's make it more complicated. Yeah. Why not? Uh, so I'm looking up when each of these pitchers is scheduled to start next because obviously we're taking it week by week. Giolito is almost certainly a one-star guy against the Royals. Junis is a one-star guy against the Indians, it looks like, unless his second start this week gets pushed back and he becomes a two-star pitcher. That would make him my favorite. But otherwise, I think for just next week, uh, man, Woodruff isn't showing up here at all. I'm it's probably just too far out to tell when he's going to start. Unless Woodruff is making two starts. If Richards is the only two-star pitcher of these, I, I'll go with Richards. But otherwise, I think um, if they're all one-star pitchers, maybe Giolito with that matchup against the Royals. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. So uh, that's Garrett Richards, 50% owned. He's interesting right now. There are some interesting starting pitchers. And we're going to see Dylan Peters pitch today. So if he has another good one, people will probably jump on that bandwagon. Uh, let me talk about a couple of negative standouts. Danny Salazar could not get through the first inning against the White Sox. I know I recommended starting him to a few people. I feel really bad about it. And Salazar could face the Orioles this weekend or get two starts next week against Detroit or Kansas City. It's kind of up in the air. But can you trust Danny Salazar right now? His first start off the DL, he cannot get through one inning at one of the worst teams in baseball, the White Sox. <laughs> Yeah, and I said to start him last night, so yay for me. <laughs> um, no, I, I don't think you can trust Danny Salazar. It may turn out to be your best option anyway. He was throwing hard enough, so I don't know that health's an issue. It just seemed like rust may have been a factor with him mislocating his pitches. And, and yeah, that could extend into his next start. It could extend into the start beyond that. We've seen a lot of inconsistency from Salazar over the years. But if you need an upside play, Salazar with two starts seems like absolutely that. Mm -hmm. And if he does make those two starts, Salazar would be against the 
Tigers and the Royals next week. Those are good starts. And he's just the kind of guy that could be great one time and terrible the next. You just never know. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of frustrating, but also, I guess, kind of exciting if you want Danny Salazar and you're, you know, he's 93% on, you're not picking him up unless somebody drops him, which is possible. And speaking of which, Scott, people have been asking, do I drop Travis Shaw? Travis Shaw batted 232 with three home runs in August. So far in September, he's two for 17. He did hit a home run last night. Is Travis Shaw, like we expected Shaw to get off to a good start for maybe like a month and then be terrible, but instead it was four months. Uh, and he's been terrible. Like, what do you think about Travis Shaw? Is he going to snap out of this, or is he somebody that fantasy owners can drop? I'd be reluctant to drop him outside of the shallowest of leagues. You know, maybe if it's a head-to-head lineup and you have you're already too deep at first base, apart from him, too deep at third base. I don't know. Maybe I'm not going to give it a flat no, but. Just like we've seen with Francisco Lindor and, and even more so Jose Ramirez this week, I mean, these things can turn around pretty abruptly, and he's been a must-start player all year. Um, benching him, I could I could get behind that if you have a, a play you're really excited about, must-win scenario, but I, I don't think I could drop Shaw and let him, let him fall into the enemy's hands. What else are you feeling from yesterday, Scott White? What else do we need to know? I think a role this Chapman... If somebody dropped him, you might want to pick him up. I don't think he's too far away from being the closer. Yeah, Dylan Bundy's been pretty – Dylan Bundy. Dylan Batances has been pretty unreliable lately. Walk-off home run yesterday, five earned runs in his last eight appearances. But Chapman's been good too. Yeah, he's been better. In the last couple of outings, the swinging strikes have been way up. But that's only two outings. Last five outings for Chapman have been good. But in terms of swinging strikes, which I think is really, really important for him – uh, more so than, than, uh, than a lot of other pitchers is, it, it's been way up the last two starts or last two outings. He looked good yesterday. And I, I mean, I just read an article in the New York Post suggesting that Chapman is close to regaining the role. Uh, so I don't know how many people dropped him, but yeah. if he's available, take a look. Yeah, I'll make one last plea for people to pick up Trey Mancini if they need corner infield help. Maybe he's somebody you could start instead of Travis Shaw right now. I don't think his ownership has risen to even 70% in CBS Sports Leagues all year. Um, did finally have a little bit of a rough patch in early August, but is clearly snapped out of it now. Last 15 games, 355 batting average with a couple home runs. It's just been really reliable since since uh, inheriting a full-time role initially because Chris Davis got hurt, but then they were willing to play him in the outfield because of how productive Mancini had been. And I just think, like, I don't know why he's been overlooked for so long. He's consistently made my top 10 sleepers for the upcoming week, sleeper hitters for the upcoming week, just because he's a bat I can trust who's widely available. And I know... Fewer owners are paying attention now than ever, but at the same time, we saw Reese Hoskins' ownership jump to 90% pretty quickly. There are enough people listening who have the option of picking up Trey Mancini and for whatever reason continue to ignore him. Not saying he's a stud, but I would not be ashamed to start him in a league of any depth. Trey Mancini or Yasiel Puig? I think Mancini. I think I have more faith in him. Trey Mancini or... Kevin Kiermeyer. If I needed steals, Kiermeyer, but otherwise Mancini. Shebler. Definitely Mancini. Fowler. 
man, Fowler, I don't trust him to play ever. He's coming back today, so, apparently. Yeah. Or soonish. Okay. Uh, for now, but how many, how many starts and stops have there been over yeah. the last month? Yeah. You see, year, career for him. Oh, that, that's true too. And, um, um, that, uh, I'm blanking on the rookie's name, but one of their oh, September yeah. call-ups who was up earlier in the year, Harrison Bader. Harrison yeah. Bader. Um, he's been great in his absence, three home runs in his absence. So I don't know. Uh, obviously the Cardinals are playing something. They want to put their best foot forward here, but, um, I don't know that Bader is out of the mix just because Fowler is quote unquote healthy again. So long story short, Mancini. Okay. Fair enough. Last one. Last one. A pretty hot Domingo Santana or Trey Mancini? Domingo Santana. I'd rather have Trey Mancini. Oh, he set us up with the Kokomo. Yeah, a little switcheroo. By the way, I wanted to pull out the Trisha, but you know, one of the, was that Bruno Bars? Of this approaching hurricane is that they took our, our nice equipment uh, away. Yeah, they took yeah. it with them north. So we're, mm. we're left with the, the B mixer here. Mm. No effects button. Sorry, Scott. Just gonna have sorry, to go. Sorry to break it to you. Go I'm, old school. Don't be sorry for me. Be sorry for all the <laughs> listeners out there who've enjoyed that over the last week. All right, Scott, I have to tell you something, but I might have to whisper it because uh, my wife just got home and she can always overhear what I say on the air. But yesterday, yesterday morning, I went on proflowers.com. I have to talk a little bit louder now. And this is a true story. And I bought her flowers. Whoa. So they're supposed to be coming today, and I saved 20% on proflowers.com with our promo code ANS, like Adam and Scott. ANS, Adam Nancy Scott, I guess. That's our promo code on proflowers.com, ANS. So here's what, uh, proflowers is great. I mean, first of all, you can pick your delivery date. The bouquets are guaranteed to stay fresh for at least seven days or you get your money back and you, like I said, control the delivery date. You get more bloom for your buck. Big, beautiful flowers, more stems for your money. They have a really nice selection on proflowers.com. Head over there right now, select whatever you want, and you get 20% off any of their unique summer rose bouquets or any other bouquet of $29 or more. It's never a bad time to make someone's day. Go to proflowers.com. Our promo code is ANS. Type that in at checkout, ANS, Adam, Nancy, Scott, and uh, 20% off summer roses or any bouquet of $29 or more. Now we just have to find a Nancy to join the show, Scott. Be honest, Adam. Uh-huh. You're doing this because the in-laws are coming, right? No, they're not. They're not coming. To oh, I my thought you place. said they were. They're coming to New York. They're not coming to. Uh, <laughs> they're coming to New York, and they're not staying with you. I, they're I don't going ha- to see you, though, right? I'm going to go to see them at my cousin's place. I don't have much room here. So, I gotcha. Yeah. That's- not, I'm not unhappy about that, by the way. <laughs> not that I wouldn't mind. It's just I like, you know, whatever. Um, okay, news and notes real quick. Boston cheated. Boston cheated. The Red Sox are cheaters. We hate them forever. Uh, no, we don't. Ain't cheating, you ain't trying, Adam. <laughs> All right, Boston cheated. Forever they will be known as the cheateriest team in baseball. Yoan uh, Moncada's off the DL. Moncada had a bone contusion on his shin. Buster Posey day-to-day with a bruised finger. Jake Arietta should be fine. May only miss one start with a grade one hamstring strain. We'll see Mike Montgomery and Kyle Hendricks this weekend. Wilson Contreras could be back this weekend. No major shoulder damage for Matt Carpenter. He could be back in a few days. 
Tommy Pham and Dexter Fowler could be back today. Uh, James Paxton could be back next week. I don't know. He might be on a pitch count in his first start back, so be careful there, but hopefully Jake, we'll know more. Jacob Faria could be back next week too. Nice. All right. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt, no damage in his elbow. He's day to day. We could see Corey Seager back on Friday. We got some big names who are day to day. Jay Bruce has missed four straight, but he could be back very soon. Kelvin Herrera is available, and this is shocking and encouraging and a sigh of relief. Chris Archer might be able to pitch this weekend for the Tampa Bay Rays. Huh? Yeah. How about that? It's a sigh of relief. It is, right? Yeah. I mean, I feel like Archer, like, I feel like he's got a nice long-term perspective on this. He, he was the one who, had the manager and trainer come out to the mound in his last start and, uh, you know, didn't, w- was worried about compromising his mechanics and suffering a bigger injury that way. So I, you know, I, I don't think he'd push himself beyond his limits like, like Noah Syndergaard did, but still, I don't, I don't know how confident I am using him in this start. All right. Double dongs from yesterday. Jose Martinez, John Hicks. Filling in for Miguel Cabrera. I'm guessing you don't care. He is batting 315 with a 546 slugging in 46 games, John Hicks. He's a catcher, or catcher eligible anyway, so I care to a degree. I mean, as a second catcher, he's kind of interesting. Has good numbers this year, the little bit he has played. I didn't realize that. That's awesome. Uh, Jose Ramirez, unbelievable. (sighs) Okay, next year, would you rather have Jose Ramirez, who's now the number three second baseman in points, number four in Roto? Jose Ramirez or Brian Dozier? Oh, Ramirez, no right. doubt. All right, all right. Jose Ramirez. Oh, but it's it's such a I don't know who to compare him to because like I feel like every answer is obvious. He fits in, he slots in perfectly. Like Rizzo's not going to be second base eligible next year. I mean, if you're doing second base, but he's also eligible third, and I don't know if that should be. Oh, second base is worse than third. Mm. Yeah. I, I just don't think it's like everybody who's drafting Ramirez will do so to, to play him at second. I don't think it's quite that big of a difference. But Am I missing something, or is Jose Ramirez the number two second baseman in fantasy next year? Oh. Behind Altuve. Hmm. I would have to pull up my rankings and, and to confirm that for sure. But that off the top of my head, that sounds right. Uh-huh. You know who's ahead of him in Roto? Who? Altuve, Jonathan Scope, and Rizzo. Okay, well, I'd rather have Ramirez than Scope. Right. So. Yeah. Daniel yeah, Murphy. Uh, Daniel Murphy or or, uh, or Jose yeah. Ramirez. Yeah. I knew there was somebody we were forgetting. Uh, hmm. Kind of inclined to say Ramirez, just because, Whoa. I mean, Murphy's getting up there in years and doesn't have a pristine injury history. I mean, it's a close call. They won't be separated by much, but I'm kind of thinking Ramirez. And Manny Machado uh, is now the number two shortstop in fantasy. It's probably been that way for a little while. And his season-long numbers are pretty good. 273 with 32 home runs, nine steals. He had two home runs, including a walk-off yesterday. And I had a little baby hissy fit. It really, really bothered me last night when Machado did that. So thank you for that, Manny (laughs) Machado. It was pathetic on my part, but I was really pissed. Yeah. In, yeah, in the bullpen. So Batances is the reason for that hissy fit. Roberto Ozuna. Like I don't know that these teams are going to make any moves at this point, but Ozuna's struggled, struggling now. He's blown ten saves this year, two in his last three days. Blake Trinan's been struggling for Oakland. I don't know who they'd replace him with. Like Santiago Casilla is no good. 
Uh, Eduardo Paredes got a save for the Angels last night. Blake Parker did not pitch. He threw 23 pitches and blew the save on Monday. Greg Holland is clearly the Rockies closer. Uh, is there any closer news that we need to talk about? No, I don't think so. I am a little surprised Parker didn't pitch at all in an extra inning game. Yeah, he threw 23 pitches yesterday, but you know it wasn't 33 pitches, right. and he had the previous day off. He's only worked two of the last four, two of the last five days now. Um, so I was a little surprised, a little, little concerned about what might happen to Parker, just given Mike Sosha's recent history with a very short leash in that role. Well, then I have some advice for Blake Parker, and that would be. You might need a job. You should go to ZipRecruiter. Actually, it's funny. I always talk about how you should use ZipRecruiter if you're hiring. You can also use ZipRecruiter to search for jobs online. But the offer that we have for you is if you are looking to make some hires and you need to get the best talent on your squad or in your company, businesses of all sizes are using ZipRecruiter, and you can use it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. ZipRecruiter is different than other job sites because it doesn't depend on candidates finding you. ZipRecruiter finds them. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within just one day. And then once you find the candidates, you can screen right there on the dashboard on ZipRecruiter. Just screen, rate, and manage the candidates all in one place. You don't have to take calls. You don't have to write notes. You don't have to juggle through emails. You can do it all on ZipRecruiter.com. And you need to find out why businesses are using it. Our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. One more time, everybody, say it with me. ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. There it is. Thank you, We didn't say it together very well. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. We'll work on it. Three up, none down. Some pictures from yesterday. Three up, number one is Mark Trumbo. I don't know why he's in three up. He has a seven game hitting streak with two home runs and a double. He's a streaky hitter. He's still 88% owned. What do you think about that for Trumbo? It's high. I mean, I'd rather, I'd rather start Mancini now. So from that perspective, it's high. And, you know, I'm, I feel like Trumbo should be better than he's been all year. Like the underlying numbers. Suggests that there's he, that he's better than this, and obviously we saw him better than this last year. I've been waiting all year for a turnaround, but I think you know it's second week of September we're going into. Like if it hasn't happened yet all year, it, it's 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 kind of late to be holding out hope for it. I think so. I would just assess Trumbo at face value, and and that's a pretty replaceable home run source. Okay. Uh, Odubel Herrera is back. Odubel's 58% owned. After the All-Star break, including the two games he's played, I think six at-bats since coming back from the DL, Odubel Herrera is batting 381, 444 on base, 673 slugging. He was piping hot before going on the DL, and he's 58% owned. So so could you give me a little uh, Odubel Herrera-Trey Mancini debate here, Scott? <sighs> I guess the biggest thing for me is we know – Without a doubt that Trey Mancini is the everyday left fielder for the Orioles. And we don't know with the Phillies, with Hoskins up, and obviously they're going to keep finding playing time for Hoskins. Uh, Aaron Altair, who was their best hitter this year before Hoskins showed up, is also off the DL. They're going to have to find a place for him to play. Meanwhile, they have Nick Williams, who's done a great job. 
that's three outfielders for four spots. Now, maybe they bump Tommy Joseph out of the lineup and that's it, but they've been reluctant to do that to this point. So I don't know how they're going to fit them in. I, I would think Odubel Herrera would get preferential treatment over everybody but maybe Hoskins. But um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not confident he will play every single day the way I am Mancini. All right. And finally, Cameron Mabin is three up number three. Maven's 35% owned. He has started four of the last five games for the Astros. He has two home runs in his last three games. He's not doing a ton of hitting, but he is homering and playing, which is a bit of a surprise. Uh, what's your take on Cameron Maven, Scott? 35% owned. Yeah, I'm surprised he's playing. Started four of five, a couple home runs, stolen base. So it's gone well for the Astros so far. I feel like Jake Marisnik's had a better year, and we, we know he's a good defensive center fielder. Marwin Gonzalez with Carlos Correa. Uh, coming back, he needs a place to play. Gonzalez does, and, and you would think that'd be the outfield. You'd think there'd be no room for Mabin. Long story short, I'm not counting on Mabin continuing to get playing time, even though he has so far. Just feel like there are too many better bats out there. So what's going on with Gonzalez? I'm going to look up there. He did start left field yesterday over Josh Reddick. It was left-hander on the mound. And Reddick usually sits against left-handers, not always, but usually. Uh, so there will be a lot of moving parts there with Maven. Yeah, Gonzalez keeps playing for the most part. They haven't had Maven all that long, but Gonzalez has played four of the last five. He's really only, he's sat once in like a very long time, but Correa yeah. just came yeah, back. Yeah, he's playing first base instead of Yuli Gurriel, and I guess that makes sense. But they've also found a couple starts for Tyler White at first base during that time. They have a lot of interesting hitters. I was actually thinking about this yesterday. Um, Nerd. <laughs> Car, I'm working. I'm I'm beginning to work on rankings for 2018, and I started with catcher, and I had the thought Carlos Beltran's a free agent, which in theory opens up DH for Gaddis every day again. But they have so many up-and-coming hitters that don't have a dedicated spot. I mean, I, I think Tyler White's good enough to play in the majors. A.J. Reed, uh, I know uh, as of a week ago, he was tied for the minor league lead in home runs. He's had a pretty good year at AAA. Uh, Marwan Gonzalez, they're having trouble fitting him in. Like They have so many excess hitters in Houston, that I feel like the only Astro hitters we can trust to play every day right now are Altuve, Springer, Bregman, and... Um, Correa. Yeah, Correa. Yeah, those four. Yeah, actually, Beltran is is done right now. He's started once in the last five games. So since they got Mabin, bye-bye Beltran. And that finally, like finally, they they, were, they shouldn't have been playing him every day all season. He's got to be one of the worst DHs. In the American League, definitely in the National League. I mean, he's best and the worst, but, um, yeah, it's not happening for Carlos Beltran. All right, nobody down, two man rotation. Jacob deGrom is the number eight starting pitcher in points, number 11 in Roto, and really, really, uh, really, really just twisted the knife into the heart of my podcast league team last night with a dreadful performance against the dreadful Phillies. I guess the Phillies aren't so bad now. They've got some better hitters back and, and up. Um, so DeGrom, anyway, I don't know, 365 ERA, 1.21 whip, a ton of strikeouts, 211 strikeouts and 182 and a third. I love DeGrom, but the overall numbers are a little disappointing. That said, he's still eighth in points, 11th in Roto. 
Yeah, they've become disappointing lately. I mean, mm-hmm. it wasn't too long ago that uh, we, we, we just go back. Uh, well, DeGrom sorry, has five starts. Yeah. Five, his last five starts, his ERA has gone from 321 to 365. So, you know, it, it, it's and, – and he's had a foot issue during that time that he says is not the, causing him the problem now. He feels good. His stuff looks good in his estimation. I don't know if I believe him, but um, I know he's a good pitcher, and I'd have a I'd have an awfully hard time sitting him now. All right, the other guy in the rotation was Justin Verlander, dominated at Seattle last night in his first start with Houston. I'm going to speed it up so we can get to today's matchups and some emails. Fringy starting pitchers. If you saw any of these guys on your waiver wire, would you pick them up? One of them, two of them are 86 percent owned, so probably shouldn't have been in this section. But oh well. Uh, Marco Estrada, Jake Odorizzi, Eduardo Rodriguez, Michael Waka, Hyunjin Ryu, Robert Stevenson, and Zach Davies. Again, they are Estrada, Odorizzi, Eduardo Rodriguez, Waka, Ryu, Robert Stevenson, Zach Davies. What about them? If you saw them on your waiver wire, would you be picking them up? I would be picking... I wouldn't, it wouldn't be a big priority for me. No, not for any of them. I'd be most likely to pick up Ryu, I think. I feel like he's been the most trustworthy. He got rocked in his previous start, but otherwise, uh, you know, nine of 11 with two earned runs or fewer. And, and, and one of those was a three earned run start. So he's been very reliable. Estrada's been pretty good lately, but when he hasn't been, he's been awful. There have been a couple six earned run starts in there. Mm-hmm. Six of six of his last eight were quality starts, so the other two were six earned runs. He'd be, probably be my second choice. Eduardo Rodriguez maybe third, and I know he has the most upside, but he's been pretty unreliable. And then everyone else, I just I don't trust to really any degree. You don't trust Zach Davies. What does Zach Davies have to do? Does he have to come to your house and deliver a baby for you to trust Zach Davies? That would go a long way, but <laughs> got to admit, would help his chances. But I, uh, I don't know. I, I think I'd need to see a full season of Zach Davies doing what he's done over the last couple months to buy into him being this, uh, you know, aberrational low strikeout but still dominant pitcher. You know, it's not like he's Dallas Keuchel with all the crazy ground ball rate or anything. I, I don't, I don't really buy into it. What if you saw Zach Davies in an Indochino suit? It would go a long way too. Yeah, sure would. And and it's Indochino Wednesday, and this offer is just so great. Go to Indochino.com and take a look at the suits they have. I N D O C H I N O dot com. They have showrooms, some showrooms across the country, but you can do your shopping online and get any premium suit for three hundred and seventy nine dollars when you enter F B T at checkout. So I've been telling you about Indochino for a long time now, and you're probably sick of hearing it, but you don't have your suit yet, or you might. I know a lot of people have taken advantage of this, but if you don't have your suit, what are you waiting for? This is the suit you're going to want to wear every single time you get to wear a suit. I'm excited to go to weddings. I'm excited to put on suits now because I have this awesome suit that people love, and I love, and I feel good in it. I look good in it. And plus, that $379 is an amazing deal. These suits cost more than $800. Some of my friends pay like a grand for every suit they get. It's ridiculous. But that's what people pay for made-to-measure custom suits. Indochino.com. Enter FBT at checkout. Get any premium suit for $379. 50% off for a made-to-measure premium suit and free shipping, by the way. So again, go to Indochino.com. 
and use the promo code FBT, like Fantasy Baseball Today, for any premium suit for three seventy nine with free shipping. Deep League, Scott, are these guys under own? Ben Lively, 7%. Ben Lively, I guess, is technically under owned at 7%, but I think of him as an NL only option, so not under owned by that much. Uh, Pete McCannon said Ben Lively is his favorite player. I thought that was a little unfair to the rest of the team. Pete McCannon's not my, I, I wouldn't want him man, managing my team because of comments like that. I feel like consistently he has thrown players under the bus this year. Oh, all the time. He's the most frank, uh, manager that, that I've seen in terms of quotes. He does not sugarcoat it. And he, yeah, like, dude, your team sucks. You have to sort of coddle them a little bit. They, they yeah. are going to be bad. You have to accept that. I, I, yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I, I don't think it's ever wise for a manager to, uh, criticize his own players to the media unless it's like a really chronic issue with a big head case or something like that. That's the only, that's the only way it might have any upside, but yeah, this, it doesn't make sense with a young team like this. Yeah. All right. So that's, uh, Ben Lively. Bartolo Cologne, 14%. Uh, yeah, I think he's, I think he's under owned with, with the twins. He has a 394 ERA now and we're what 10 starts with the twins now getting pretty close to that. It's, it's a, it's a reasonable sample from a pitcher who it's a 141 whip though. And no strikeouts, but he yeah. does have nothing but good matchups coming up. Uh, at least next this like if he starts again this week or just makes two starts next week, it's good matchups. And to be clear, I, I don't think he's must own or anything, but fourteen percent, like two start week with good matchups. And I know we don't have many of those left, but Bartolo Colon is exa- exactly the type of pitcher I'd be be looking at as kind of a at least in a at least in a points league sense where. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to safeguard the whip, and you don't need strikeouts as much. All right, we got to go real fast, Scott. We got about five minutes left. CJ Crone, nineteen percent. Mikey Matuk, twelve percent. Matt Olson, another homer, nineteen percent. JP Crawford, twenty-two percent. Made his major league debut yesterday. Went one for five with two strikeouts. Harrison Bader, six percent. Anybody underowned? Yeah, JP Crawford and Matt Olson are definitely underowned. Olson, if you need to make up ground in home runs, he's showing. He can do that for you in a hurry uh, between the majors and the minors this year. Gosh, I want to look up how many he has because it's interesting. But the other one I'd say is under-owned is J.P. Crawford just because he's shortstop eligible. You know, a guy who's consistently been high on prospect list and really seemed to figure things out the last two and a half months in the minors. Uh, so he's at, at shortstop. I think he's a. I think he's worth the gamble. 38 home runs now between the majors and the minors for Matt Olson. Scott, I just looked at uh, my my daily lineup league. I'm winning 13 to nothing in categories right now, so that's good. Uh, I just wanted to talk about that. Let her. I didn't you do that for Team Scam, Adam? <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I feel like I was scammed, frankly. By me, I I apologize for that. Would you rather have Matt Olson? I'm not good at fantasy baseball and uh, need, need a crutch like you. Um. What was that? Matt Olson or Jose Martinez? I would rather have Martinez unless it was a categories league and I specifically needed home runs. All right, let's do today's matchup. Starting with, uh, we're going to skip three games. Starting with the uh, 3.35 p.m. game. Uh, Angels at ace. Tyler's, ta- I'm going to Tyler Skaggs or Sean Manaya. Who do you like? Either? Neither. Sonny Gray, Kevin Gosman. Both. Hill, Jose Quintana, Garrett Cole. 
Both. Jason Hamill, Matt Boyd. Neither. Nick Pavetta, Tommy Malone. Neither. Joe Joe be a genie or Doug Fister. Mm. Fister? Probably neither. Fister Fister's in that fringy area though. Gio Gonzalez, Dylan Peters. Uh Gio, but not Peters. Not ready to trust Peters yet, especially against that lineup. Cole Hamels, Julio Turan. <sighs> mm. Neither feels particularly trustworthy. Tehran's coming off good start. Hamels bad start. I actually trust Hamels more. I think I'd start Hamels and not Tehran. Carlos Carrasco, Ronaldo Lopez. Carrasco, not Lopez with that matchup. The Indians are too hot. Johnny Cueto, Kyle Freeland in Colorado. Mm, I don't think no either. Way. No way. I, if anywhere else, I could I could gamble on Cueto, but he wasn't good in his return from the DL, and it's Colorado. Jack Flaherty at Denelson Lamette. Ooh, good ones tonight. Lamette, I'm, I could do Lamette. Flaherty against the Padres at the Padres. Yeah, let's do it. We need more. Oh. We need more yeses on this list. Let's right. roll the dice on Flaherty. I'm going to say, like, we, you might need more no's right now. You don't want to hurt your whip and your ERA. I'm not sure I trust Flaherty. He was so bad his first start. Uh, Diamondbacks at Dodgers. Taiwan Walker, Kenta Maeda. I think I'm okay with Maeda, but I'd rather not do Walker. Interesting. And Lance McCullers off the DL to face Andrew Moore. I'm going to say neither there. Okay. Works for me, Mr. Scott White. Uh, Taiwan Walker. I feel like he's been good against the, surprisingly good against the Dodgers. Just had a good start at Colorado. Mm-hmm. Dodgers are struggling right now, believe it or not. Yeah. Taiwan Walker this year. I mean, if I hedged on Fister, I should probably hedge on Walker too, but. Hasn't faced uh, the Dodgers since April. Yeah. If you're forcing me to choose one side or another, I say no to Mr. Walker. Okay. Uh, let's read some emails here. This one is from Phil. Semifinals next week. I will face a team that has a bunch of two-star pitchers. Do I drop Brad Peacock for Brandon Woodruff and start him? Does that mean Woodruff's a two-star pitcher? Let's check it, it out. It wasn't let's showing up for us, and, and it just probably because it's too far out to predict that far ahead. But uh, if Woodruff is a two-star pitcher, um, I would rather start him than Peacock, yes. And if the only way to do that is to drop Peacock, I, I think it's I think it's justifiable this time of year. Drop Jose Barrios for Ronaldo Lopez? I would not do that. Well, let's see. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Drop um, Josh Reddick for Jason Hamill. No. Hamill's got well, the white socks. I mean, it depends what you need more. Neither's that great. Ronaldo Lopez has good matchups at Kansas City and at Detroit next week. Hamill has the White Sox, but also the Indians. So, you know, a little dicey. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let me see if I can find some more emails here. Pardon me. We've got Lewis. Uh, ah, this, this question is too broad. Which team's rotation should I try to exploit? Who's got a terrible rotation? Um, the the Reds, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the Rockies' rotation isn't great when they were at home. 
They had a lot of teams. Just check out Scott's the, hitting the column. Mets, the Mets, when DeGrom's not starting, maybe even when DeGrom's starting lately. Check out, uh, oh boy, these are, these are really long, extensive emails. You gotta be quicker, guys. Sorry about that. Um, here's one from Mike in Virginia. Dear Honeydew Cantaloupe and Elderberry, which apparently is Heath. Monday, you wonder if anyone's favorite fruit was honeydew. I would bet 10% plus of a Twitter poll would say yes. No chance. No chance. 10% of people. Yeah, no their chance. favorite fruit is honeydew. Come on, that would be that would be some serious trolling there. Would you start whole turned up? Would you start Fernando Rodney or Greg Holland next week? I would start. Um, I'm gonna lead Rodney today, but if if Holland gets another couple saves with some strikeouts over the weekend, I'm I I think he is back in the closer role. I'm just not sure that Holland is back. And I don't want that to backfire on me. I'm leaning Rodney right now. This is from Stewart. Would you drop Jay Happ for Noah Syndergaard? Happ was looking at two starts this week. So if that's in his rearview mirror, then yeah, I think I'd do that. Okay. And let's see. Finally, some madman in my league just dropped you Darvish. I put in a claim, but who should I drop? Brad Peacock, Zach Godley, or Blake Parker? If Parker's a spare closer for you, I I would say him. Still not definitive that he is the closer. Otherwise, Peacock. Thank you, Scott White. Stay, Thank you, Adam. Stay safe, bud. I will do everything in my power, sir. Yeah. Going to be researching how to deliver a baby. Seems like a bad idea, but good luck. <laughs> so uh, uh that's it for us today. And uh, we're going to get out of here for the In This Corner podcast that's coming on. And that's a good wrestling, MMA, boxing podcast that I think you will really, really love. Check it out. Go to cbssports.com slash podcast. I'm going to do my best to get on the air again. Maybe I'll see if Al can come on or something like that. I'll try to help you all out before the weekend. Get some two-star pitcher talking there. But it's possible you might not hear from us until Tuesday, depending on what happens with this stupid storm. So wishing everybody the best in Fort Lauderdale. Thank you all. Uh, feel free to email or tweet, and I'll do my best to respond to those. For Scott White, I'm Adam Azer. See ya.